Hello, my name is Tim. Welcome to episode 5 of this weekly podcast, following the lives of some of my neighbours as we continue to live with lockdown on our canal boats in the heart of Birmingham, England. It's been a month now that the UK has been on lockdown, and I've been noticing recently that my mood has been fluctuating wildly. Where a couple of weeks ago I was rather enjoying this time out from the busy world around me, I'm now feeling this sense of restricted freedom and lack of human presence is starting to gnaw at me. So this week, I messaged my neighbours and asked them how their spirits were. How were they coping in their hearts with this ongoing isolation? And what were they doing to manage their mental well-being? I asked John and Nicky how they were keeping their spirits up. Well, at the moment, my spirits are going down. But do you mean spirits through a drink or spirits in myself? I think you meant spirits in yourself, John. But uh, we have got quite a big stash of slow rum that we made last year. Well, at the moment, the way I keep my spirits up is that with the weather we're having, it's so, so nice, I just go outside and sunbathe. It's a magnificent sight, I'll have to say. (laughs) And I asked my partner, Rachel, the same question. Well, right now, at this exact moment, lying in the hammock with you, beside our boat with the birds singing in the background, a little bit of dappled sunshine coming through the trees, my spirit's pretty tip-top. I think that the whole psyche for people, the whole emotional state for people during this lockdown is on the one hand very similar and on the other hand plays out at completely different paces and at different intensities and at different times. And I think I definitely had a really hard time of it the first two or three weeks of lockdown. I think I've, you know, come to grips with it. And I'm just trying to be very gentle with myself and not expect too much of myself and do what feeds my soul. I've been going through strange cycles of almost sometimes hourly, sometimes daily. One moment I'll be feeling really okay about the whole thing and the next minute I'm feeling really depressed about the whole thing. I shouldn't be looking at the news. I I want to look at the news because I think it's, it's important for us to know what's happening. But that really sucks the soul out of me sometimes. And Lucy's been feeling the same. I think last week, probably the last 10 days, have been pretty tough for me. So we're in kind of like week four. So you think kind of you're getting used to it. And when we first did this, I feel like I was. Like I was still working and able to do certain bits and bobs at work, feeling useful, all of that jazz. But I think that a lot of social media stuff really got to me and other things as well. And I just felt really, really awful. I don't know if it was the lockdown itself bit of the helplessness of it all coinciding with kind of time of the month stuff too ever so slightly but uh it just meant that i physically felt a bit awful and then mentally felt totally totally and utterly horrible i feel like a lot better today and over the last couple of days but i think that that's what it's going to be throughout this kind of um, period as a constant kind of very short wave up and down where i'm probably used to A little bit of a mood swing every now and then, really, in my normal life, but not on the kind of um, density as it is. The peaks and the troughs are are closer together. And that just kind of causes, I think, in your mind, just a bit more. um, Sometimes it's a bit harder to deal with. Nikki and John again. I've been a bit more up and down. So the first week there was just this, like, I don't know, a low level anxiety. I couldn't really, I thought I was fine, but I couldn't really focus on anything. And that's kind of come back because John's daughter is a care worker. And she's been quite poorly with the coronavirus. And I think that brought it home. And a couple of friends and colleagues were, even though we know they're fine, they weren't seriously ill, they're better now. It's just made me, it's made me a bit anxious and jumpy 
I think it brings it all back how important it is to self-isolate a bit. Make sure you're washing your hands, which you keep hearing on the television all the time, protect the NHS. But it, it's until you find somebody who's got it, it's harder for you to realise, visualise how bad it is. And that's why like, last week I got I completely lost it at John when he was out with people and just and wasn't was getting a bit too close for my comfort not for his but for my comfort knowing that it affects other people other than himself and I'm becoming quite obsessive about making sure I wash keeping away from people stuff like that possibly more than I need to but that's how I'm coping it's Lisa and Ian on Black Bess the last week we've managed to keep our spirits up with the lockdown as we're both keeping to a routine and we're both still at work as key workers how many times has the dog been walked? <laughs> well, she doesn't need a walk, much, but because we're sociable people, aren't we? We do have a lot of friends, but to replace that, we've been having a fire around here, and we're going to other people's boats, having a fire, a few drinks, keeping the social distance, of course. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of friends here at Hockleyport anyway, but I think we're learning more about our neighbours, and we have got some really nice neighbours here yeah, as well. Yeah, these people, all our neighbours, are in the same position as us, aren't they? So it's good to sort of at least get together and be reassured that we are all together. We can bounce off you a little bit on that, can't we, you know? But we are really just keeping to a routine. We're making sure that our fellow boaters are okay as well. Because for some people, if they can't go out at all, basically they can be very bored. So it's making sure that we have chats with people and just generally checking in with everybody. Yeah, all my jobs are nearly finished though, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) All the jobs. (laughs) Not much left to do. Hello neighbours, it's Colin Hastings from Basin One. Tim asked about how our spirits are coping with the lockdown, so here's why I feel dispirited. I'm fortunate that I can go to work, as I'm a carer, to a man in his mid-70s, who's usually very active, but now unable to visit his friends or attend church. My spirit's saddened when I see people are afraid to be close to each other, which was the norm until recently. People who used to chat at bus stops and on the bus no longer do so, just a nervous nod. In a short time, people have not just physically distanced themselves, but ceased to interact as humans. The old and the high risk are fully aware that they will be left to die if younger people need care in hospitals. Some accept this. Others, who have no one, feel second-rate human beings and no longer wanted by anyone. I have friends who are having to borrow money because they have no means to provide food and light for their families, with a vague promise of some payment from the government by the end of June. With all I've seen by people outside, my personal opinion is that it's better to risk catching this virus than be under an indefinite form of house arrest, with millions about to lose their jobs. But for some, even keeping your job can create anxiety. Here's Penny. I've got that sort of unease that you can have, yes, a bit of survivor's guilt. I'm fortunate enough to be in a job, I'm getting paid, I work for a university... The other inspiration I've got really, I guess, is that I've got close colleagues working in China who are Chinese nationals. So when it all first kicked off, I could see what was they were going through. I'm, I'm talking to them, I'm working with them. So I sort of knew what was coming when it first came up here and, and I know that they got through it. So I think that also puts me in quite a privileged position because I do feel that support from across the world, I guess. What's really shit, of course, is people dying and nobody um, nobody immediately close to me has died yet or been severely ill but people that I'm close to have lost somebody many years before they should 
and I know somebody else that's been on a ventilator for a while and it's been touch and go and we don't know if they're going to make it. So, um, yeah, it's crap. But I don't think my experience is particularly different from anybody else's. Lucy again. I find it um, sometimes like suffocating being on the boat a little bit. You're sat in the same place. I mean, yeah, you can go outside if the weather's nice, but sometimes I think it is quite a small, being a physically small space, it does make it feel quite closed in your mind. And whether that's been part of it as well, but I'm not sure. I found that obviously exercise really helps, and but I can only do that when I'm motivated. So as soon as I'm motivated to do it and feeling better, like today I've cycled and I've done some um, yoga. So, you know, two things in one, that's pretty good compared to days where you're just sitting around. You cannot, you literally cannot get the motivation to do anything. You've got nothing to do and you can't feel it at all. You can't get up and do anything because you just really, really don't want to. I think that a lot of them, my perception of this, my troughs, let's say, the bad bits, they really come from, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where, but they seem to be exacerbated by um, positive stuff that you see on social media, especially advertising companies at the moment. Really pissing me off watching adverts about coronavirus. I'm not sure what it is, but when it's all we're in this together, camaraderie, I just I feel like outside of that box and I just don't feel that that's there's a. I know it's supposed to be meant sincerely, but it just sometimes doesn't come across that way for me. But that just might be my mind, you know, twisting things into really terrible things, terrible places. We are all experiencing these strange times in different ways. I asked Harry how he was coping. I've been surprisingly okay during lockdown. I'm almost enjoying it. I think the only way that it's potentially affected me is I had a lot of work planned on the boat for this period anyway. I was going to do my flooring and all sorts. And I've kind of got the same thing as... You know, I used to get during school holidays back in those days, whereby the first couple of weeks would be super productive and you'd get loads of things done. And then you'd kind of get used to being around all the time and all of that. And you'd end up just kind of lulling around at the weekends and things um, and not really getting anywhere. And that's what I'm finding is because this does seem like an infinite thing. The hurry to actually get things finished on my boat has um dropped off somewhat so i think i'm just finding it all a bit less productive but overall it's a lot better than i thought it would be i've discovered no new hobbies but for me my work goes on so i'm working online i'm a university lecturer and i'm having to do classes i'm having to do student consultations we actually ran a virtual open day today which was quite nerve-wracking and i'm, I'm getting used to this new way of working and, and that in itself is actually quite exciting yeah, um, I have to be careful. Sometimes I've known when she's been on doing a, a video call, I've forgotten and walked onto the boat straight from out the sunshine without me top on as though there's a naked man walking through the room. It did look a bit like there was a naked man walking past my meeting, yes. I, do, I had to explain myself. I do realise now that I have to be absolutely careful and sometimes now I have to spend time in the bedroom to keep out of her way. I'm just a little bit antsy. I'd like... I'd like to feel feel safer and I'd like to be around other people who are taking it seriously as I am, basically, because I don't want to put myself at risk, especially John's asthmatic. I don't want him to be at risk, either through somebody else's stupidity or his own. Yeah, yeah. I've learnt my lesson. I'm doing so much knitting as well, trying to knit my way out of my moods 
which is kind of working and making some stuff for my cousin she's actually due to have a baby in the, in the next month we're supposed to have a baby shower at the very beginning of april and um, but obviously that didn't happen so um i'm making her like a little bundle of things in order to to, to you know welcome little one when she does come and then we'll be um, celebrating as soon as she arrives and hopefully we're out of this so my crafts and things are really well i say crafts knitting mainly because sewing i can do when jinx is at the gallery um which is my other kind of real creative outlet and i really enjoy doing that that does take a massive weight off your mind sometimes you're just concentrating on something else you know it's it, you've got directions you have things to cut you this is where you're going to sew and sometimes not following a pattern or just making something up it really really helps and knitting as well you've got to be precise you've got to be consistent and it's like kind of getting your hands to do that that consistency keeping the tension right on the thread that repetitiveness and i'm not like that in my day-to-day -day life at all i quite like feeling free and able to do whatever i want whenever i want and i do do that and then um, the crafting side of things really helps i think doing that the repetitiveness of knitting especially i'm really enjoying it even the baby stuff it's so tiny but it's really satisfying to make and also a bit like you know it makes your brain work as well a bit confusing at times so that's really helping you've taken to doing quite a lot of watercolor painting haven't i you? have yeah i've taken to doing quite a lot of watercolor but also you know getting it out painting for 20 minutes or half an hour and then putting it away again and not not being so sort of target and goal oriented like I used to be. And I think, you know, we've been doing quite a bit of gardening, haven't we? But sometimes we just do half an hour or an hour. Whereas before it had been like, it's Saturday, we have to do all these things before the end of the day. And now the days are a bit more blurred into one. So I went for a little meditation with some of my neighbours this morning. At a distance. At a distance, yeah, a safe distance. But we were talking yesterday and the sense was quite a few of us are feeling a little in need of a bit of silence, a little bit of meditation. So we sat in their garden and Dawn took us through a guided meditation. It was absolutely delightful. And I think that is actually going to be a quite an important feature for me in the next few weeks. I don't think I've got found out any new hobbies in particular, just stuff I really like doing that I've wanted to do a bit more of blasting through some books as i'm sure everybody is and just like kind of general maintenance of like that cooking that doing the fire you know th those daily routines help as well um except for sometimes when i've just been feeling low and i've just not been in the mood i literally just lay in bed and not really want to have any input or any input that i do have comes across so surly that you know me and jinx end up having a little spat and that's really annoying but, you know, as I said, that's, the last couple of days have been fine. But yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting week and um, I hope it will get better. I think we'll get used to things a bit more. I think that um, the situation will improve in general when we get a bit more stability. I think subconsciously it is all, it's definitely affecting me, the uncertainty of things. And actually, but the, the business I work for is going well. So we've got positive things coming from that and... Um, yeah, I hope that just kind of keeps rubbing off on me a bit more and maybe the last 10 days has just been a kind of, you know, month-long in lockdown slump <laughs> and uh, it, they'll continue to improve and um, I hope that's the case. Something else that I've done is I had an old dinghy that had been knocking around for quite a while and I finally got round to making it watertight and taking it for a test sail and that was really good fun to sail past and confuse the ducks and things like that and 
confuse half my neighbours as well. It was really good fun to <laughs> take that out. It looks great. Is it letting water in? No, it's not yet. Touch yet. wood, touch wood. <laughs> I like your Rollocks as well. Thank you. Yes, it's always always nice when someone admires your Rollocks. How far are you getting? Oh, I'm just going to go down to the end and turn around. I just want to take it out for a spin. That's great. It's definitely better with an oar than it was with two pieces of wood. Definitely. But I think the one thing that's really keeping my spirits up is the fact that it's springtime and the birds are out and the trees are in blossom and the world's just a beautiful place. And we've actually got the time to enjoy that, which is lovely. If the weather had been so different, we'd be telling a different story now. Very different story. And certainly, this story continues to evolve. As I do the final edit for this episode, it started to rain, and looking at the forecast, it's likely to be wet for the rest of the forthcoming week. Without exception, every one of us has mentioned at some stage in the past episodes of this podcast just how lucky we've been to have such fine weather, and how it has allowed us to get out of our small homes and enjoy the company, albeit at a safe distance, of our neighbours. With anxieties already running high, and now that the weather is taking a turn for the worst, I hope my fellow canal boat dwellers can find ways to keep their spirits up from within their tiny homes. I hope we can help each other to keep sane, as our lockdown is about to turn into locked in. As ever, I'm extremely grateful to all our contributors on this episode, who once again made their recordings in their own boats via WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. Please subscribe to this podcast to make sure you get our weekly updates. Thank you for listening.